good. She's amazing. They got fired. Double, double baloney. Found out how much I really enjoyed party. <laughs> Damn it, Big Daddy. As my wife says, he has a very punchable face. And I know Michelle, she never lived in Texas. In the future, it's very bright, Michelle. Let's start the interview. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Blonde Girl Behind the Scenes. Today's episode features a guest who knew if he couldn't play sports professionally, he needed to somehow work in the professional sporting industry. Please allow me to introduce to you my new friend, zoology major turned cinematographer, Dave Parfett. Hello. Hey, Michelle, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Really well. Good. Can you hear me okay? I can. Good. I can. Perfect. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. It took, a, it took a hot second for your audio to connect there. I'm like, do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, no, I was charging my headphones, making sure it's got enough juice for as long as you need me. There we go. I love it. Welcome to the podcast, Blonde Girl Behind the Scenes. Of course, you know, we interview those who work behind the scenes of the sporting industry. So I want you to take the floor and I will ask questions along the way. Give us give us all of the behind the scenes info. How did you get started? What are you doing? What led you to the path that you're on now? Oh my, yeah. Ended. <laughs> yes. Well, well, let's see, you know, since we're really focused on sports, I've always been an avid sports fan, grew up playing every sport I could. You know, my mom at like 15 told me if I don't make it into the NFL, like I really wanted to as a young lad, that I'd probably have to find some way to uh, work in sports some other way. And really didn't think much of it until uh, I was in college and YouTube was kind of getting big. My roommate and I were just making little videos. We, um, we won some student awards and we kind of flipped that. Yeah. We kind of flipped that into these student internships with ESPN when they were on campus at university of Wisconsin for Russell Wilson's uh, training camp the one year he was there. Uh-huh. And I, I just kind of met some producers there, made an impression on them. So after that, uh, I ended up moving. One of those producers hit me up to go work on a long-term project down in Chicago. I ended up in Chicago for eight years, uh, mainly doing a bunch of stuff with the Big Ten Network. Um, eventually started doing a little stuff with ESPN and Fox. And then four years ago, moved out to Denver, Colorado, and, and uh, career aspirations were a big part of that. So now, um, I mean, I've always been freelance, but I, I still freelance as a director of photography, a cinematographer, as a story producer. Um, I do a lot of work with still Big Ten Network, uh, with NFL Films with um barstool sports espn i'm currently they they just announced it yesterday officially so i can definitely talk about it breaking news (laughs) (laughs) but uh i'm working as the director of photography on coach prime season two it's a documentary yeah following uh deon sanders coach prime Mm-hmm. Um, now at University of Colorado, and that'll be premiering on Amazon Prime near the end of the year. Okay. 
Yeah. That'll be yeah. awesome. Oh yeah. I'm so excited. I had the opportunity to work uh, on the show coach prime back when he was under barstools jurisdiction mm-hmm. in Jackson mm-hmm. state fall of 2021. I know you had my man, Ryan booze on yep. Yep. a bit ago. So him and I spent a lot of time down in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, wild ride, wild season, great stories. I mean, the final product was amazing. Um, and you know, just stayed in touch with a lot of the people on Dion's side. So when the program moved up here, I was one of the first people they called. Um, and uh, yeah, we've shot like 20 days so far and we'll be doing a, a ton more in the fall. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. you said you, you, if you couldn't play sports professionally, then you had to work in sports. So what sports did you play growing up? <laughs> uh i mean i played football uh i was a big skier uh those were kind of my oh and rugby those were kind of the ones i thinned it out to in come high school but i mean prior to that you know i've been on soccer teams hockey teams uh summer baseball uh just about just about everything you can do in the midwest um, but I mean, I really, I mean, my, my, my childhood dream was play quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Didn't, oh, no kidding. Didn't ever come even remotely close, you know, never played anything past high school, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that's why when I transitioned into the sports media world, NFL films was like a big goal for me. Um, I actually got to shoot a game at Lambeau field last year. Awesome. So, so I'll, I'll take that as, as close enough for being, getting to play quarterback for the Packers. Yeah, I will say so. I mean, I'm a Packers fan myself. I grew up in Michigan. Oh, no way. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, yeah right. Um, <laughs> but I will say just going to that field, I've never seen a game there. So I can't imagine the excitement that you had filming, uh-huh. doing your job there, being a fan during a game. Like, explain that excitement level. <laughs> Well, first off, the amazing thing was it was on Christmas Day, but it was <gasps> like it was forty-five degrees and sunny. Yeah. So <laughs> even better, I'd say. Because <laughs> then you're not freezing your tail off. No, I know, I know. December twenty-fifth, you can be dealing with a lot of stuff there. Oh, but uh, I mean, I got there a couple hours early to kind of walk around and you know take in the sights, the smells, take some pictures. And then, I mean, what it's so cliche to say, it sounds like a, like, like an athlete at a press conference, but once the game starts, you're just so locked in and focused on capturing the mm-hmm. cinematography that it you know, felt like any other place, any other game. It's, you get so caught up in trying to you know, execute every play that, I mean, I am often – lost in what the score is or what the down is uh all that sort of stuff so just yeah. just really locked in so you don't get to take in the moment as much as you as you think or no. as people would think i would say because i get that a lot in, in the world that i work in with professional fishing and the Bassmaster classic is one of their our biggest events and you know if you're in the media then you're in the back room and you're waiting and you're this and you're that and so uh, this last couple of years, I've personally taken it upon myself to make sure I watch what they call the Super Six, 
to be able to enjoy that moment because I wasn't doing that for so long. I was just like there waiting, you know, who's going to win this, that, your thing. So <laughs> I highly recommend that for yourself. I know it's what you're saying is totally true, but you know, you got, you got to take in the moment because it's very, it's very amazing to be able to have those things. Yeah. And I mean, one of the nice things is, is since you're creating film from it, you know, I still see things that I've shot come across my timeline. Like mm. this week with Rogers getting traded, there's a bunch of these, you know, thank you, Aaron, things coming from the Packers account, from the NFL account. And that game, he threw the touchdown that broke the franchise record for passing touchdowns. Yeah. So that's been on all of them. So it is nice to get a little bit of a reflection. Be like, yeah, I was there. I did do that. I did. Yeah. Uh, get to film, you know, one of my favorite players of all time while he was still in the Packers jersey. All right. So that's your moment. <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll allow it because I understand how important it is to be like in the zone, especially during something so important. But I'll allow uh -huh. that because that's pretty freaking cool that you get to see that, you know, consistently on social media and, and anywhere else that it's being put out there. So that's pretty cool so then how did you get into um you know the cinematography and the producing side and the the photography side of things was that something you've always been passionate about or did that come along somewhere in the lines of learning things um kind of in between I think I always had a passion for photography cinematography but um it didn't really ever dawn on me that sports could be that. When I was in college, I, I actually, my freshman year, Planet Earth had came, come out. Okay. And that had a big effect on me. And I really wanted to go do wildlife documentaries. So mm. we, we, we didn't have a film school at Wisconsin. So I actually pursued a degree in zoology so I could be kind of on the producer side and then teach myself the whole camera thing. Um, but you know, fast forward to we got those ESPN internships and that was just kind of on a whim that ESPN was there making that and that, you know, we saw the application for it and, and ended up getting it. But uh, when I had been brought to Chicago by the producer, you know, I was starting off as a PA and uh, in the doc world, PAing is a, if you're in an office, as I was, it's a lot of transcribing interviews, logging footage, you know, just kind of boring computer work right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and when i kind of moved on to the next thing which was being a pa at the big 10 network on their show the journey i was kind of permalancing there all of college football and basketball season mm -hmm. i would just constantly ask to do more because i was doing the boring part of the whole thing and you know i saw <laughs> all my coworkers who had been working there for a while going out and producing great stories and shooting great shots so I think very early on, I uh, asked the executive producer, I just just like, hey, I think I could contribute some, you know, with, with filming a little bit. And they were, he was hesitant because it means, you know, more for the editors to do and uh, hadn't, you know, seen a whole lot of my stuff. So the kind of important thing that I did was just find a way to be valuable and kind of... Uh, uh, needed in another way that would lend myself to do the cine cinematography. And that was to just be the guy that took all the footage at the end and drove it back to their offices in Chicago. 
because the other cinematographers were older and they lived in the suburbs. And when you're wrapping a game in uh, East Lansing at 11 p.m., you know, nobody wants to drive back to Chicago right then. So yeah. it's like, F it, I'll do it, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's quite the drive. <laughs> yeah, there were, there were many of those. And, uh, and um, so I think my executive producer kind of thought that is my first job, but I was, I was determined that I was going to go film some good stuff. And I've just focused on getting a couple shots that would make the, the edit. So shooting very different stuff than what our main cameras were doing so that they just get a couple in the show every time. And it just kind of built up from there. And uh, pretty soon thereafter, I was, I was shooting as many games as anybody else. And, um, just kept asking for more and more responsibility. So we can producing features. And that's really how I built up my portfolio was through that show, um, the journey. And I mean, I've still, I was working on that show still this last year must've been my 11th year on it. And then getting my other clients was, it's basically up in all word of mouth. You know, you develop mm -hmm. relationships with the people you're working with. And you know, one or two things can happen. They can, they can need somebody, some extra help, another camera, whatever they need. And you'll probably be high on their list to hit you up. And then also just straight up asking them, you know, hey, who do you know at this company? I want to just give them my name. Um, yeah. And yeah, those unsolicited emails uh, I have found are really helpful in this business. Really high hit rate. And you just hit them up. Hi, my name is Dave Parfit. I got your contact from so-and-so. Uh, I love what you're doing. Here's what I'm doing. Let me know if I can ever help. Okay. You're just, you're just constantly basically cold calling. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it, it, it's effective. This industry is so small that okay. people are constantly looking for uh, more people that can be valuable employees to them. So if you, uh, you know, have your stuff together, Get, get it out there all right I didn't realize it was so small yeah yeah it's probably there's probably well it's probably like other other industries right where people's like people say like the outsider thinks that it's so big but when you're in it you're like actually it's not like there's this core group and that's it and everybody knows everybody is that kind of how it is yeah, I would definitely say so, because especially like sports video production can be broken down into so many niches, right? Like maybe the biggest, there, there's maybe about, at least when I started in networks and things, there's kind of three different uh, sectors there. There's, mm -hmm. there's the live broadcast stuff, right? People okay. putting the broadcast onto the TV. Mm -hmm. um, there's studio which is things like a sports center show or pregame shows, halftime shows, all of that. And then there's like the feature slash documentary side, which I've been fortunate to work on. And yeah, it's, it's real small. It's real small. I mean, I'm in Denver and especially freelance wise, it feels like camera wise, there's like even saying 10 or 15 people would, would be way too big. What? Nuh-uh. So we, yeah, it, seriously, yeah, and we're a big market. We've got 
all you know the four major sports plus mls lacrosse rugby all top tiers we've got all the olympic sports just at the south in the springs um there's all sorts of things and yeah i mean it's small when i was in chicago it even it even felt small and that's got to be maybe the fourth biggest market in those terms wow i would have guessed way more than that yeah, so but that's just me, I guess. I don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> ever. And again, I'm I'm cutting it down to like real niche stuff, right? You yeah, know, yeah, not yeah. Just sports video, but then the future side, and then just cameras. So yeah, it's it's a small world out there. It, I mean, it really is. It overall, it really is. So yeah, talking about the different, you know, niches of, um, like what we call a production production sure 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 is that the right term <laughs> yeah yeah this podcast <laughs> is also where i learn things so correct me <laughs> well i'll hear what you're getting at and maybe i'll try and give okay. you a more All proper right, title let me just make a fool of myself so <laughs> in the different let, let me let me rephrase that in the different categories how about that in which yeah. you have been a part of because you know you've been a part of the nfl films you've been a, a part of the big 10 network and even with Barstool and Coach Prime, like, what is your favorite category? Do you like the, I mean, and I don't know for sure, because you didn't, you didn't really go into it. But on the Big Ten side, were you a part of the live coverage? I mean, no. you were talking about like the Packers game. Was that a live game? No. So that was for NFL films. Okay. So that I would put on the feature or doc side, because we're capturing footage and it's not going out right away. That footage is sent back to New Jersey to their headquarters and then they make a couple feature shows and then they license the footage out for commercials or to other networks and things like that. So I've basically only worked in that feature documentary sector. I did a tiny bit of studio work when I was at Big Ten Network. So I mean I've always kind of had the passion for long-form storytelling and I kind of think it's where you can get most artistic on the cinematography side. Yeah. So that's really always been my passion. And I was just lucky to get into it right away. Um, but if I wanted to say, like, I mean, my all-time favorite thing, without a doubt, is just filming at football games. Okay. I Just the atmosphere. I love not necessarily I mean, there's a little bit of planning, but not you. You know, you don't know the script of the game, so I love that kind of anything can happen, and just that feeling of when a big play comes towards you and you nailed the shot, and you know, you know, you got it. It's kind of kind of that feeling that I look for. That that sounds very exciting. I kind of got goosebumps listening to you say that because <laughs> it's like, oh, I can just like see the game in front of me, and it's like one of those plays where everybody's like, oh or whatever yes yes and you're like, like, like i nailed it i got it <laughs> like wait that, till they see this <laughs> like like that packers game i was talking yes. about we all knew rogers had a chance to break that record so he ended up throwing the touchdown into my corner and i nailed oh, it and I was, yeah. you, you know that that's that's what you live for because you only get a handful of those a year yeah and even exactly. when you're shooting 10 15 games uh, to have something come towards you that's meaningful and you don't mess it up mm-hmm. <laughs> the guy catches it yeah that that's what it's all about and me the Packers fan was standing in the kitchen helping my aunt cook dinner while my cousin Nathan goes did you see that 
that? And I was like, I did miss it. I got to watch the replay. Uh, I didn't get uh-huh. to watch it in live time, but sure. Yes, sure. that's gotta be that's gotta be a really cool feeling. Yeah, big rush. So in college, like kind of backtracking to that, you you did the ESPN internship. Did you end up getting a zoology degree or I I did. You did? I did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what did that entail? Can you like tell us about animals also? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we went to the zoo together, I'd probably have a lot of animal okay. facts for you. Okay. You know, it's, it's so long ago. I feel like I've forgotten all the, you know, actual deep sciences of the biology part and the organic chem and the math you have to take. All that stuff's out the window. But, you know, if we if we were trekking through the Amazon, I could probably identify the different types of monkeys that we saw. Okay. <laughs> like that. All right. We'll keep you. We'll keep you on speed dial. Then, if we ever decide to go on into a safari, my friends yes. and I will be like, "We're Please calling you. We need to. <laughs> we need to know what we're getting into." <laughs> I love it. I love that's, it. That's that's pretty amazing because I feel like so many people that I talk to on this podcast, especially there's a, maybe a handful of people that I've talked to that are doing the job that they got their degree in. Oh, yeah. So that's like, that's probably the best. This is the best so far. I mean, you have a zoology <laughs> degree and you're doing cinematography in the sporting world. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But hey, there's that's one great thing about working in film is you can just kind of tie it to any of your other passions, right? True. Yeah. So, you know, it wouldn't be that crazy or that hard to 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 audible back over to wildlife videography at some point i mean it's the same couple companies that own you know all the networks all the production companies so it's just a matter of knowing who's running those and yeah who knows maybe someday you'll see me on that planet earth behind the scenes do you think do you think you would like to do that in the future it's somewhat yes okay (laughs) you know one thing that kind of turned me off was was watching those behind the scenes and seeing the guys that are sitting in a bird blind for 23 hours a day by themselves <laughs> being quiet. I was like, well, that's not much me. But <laughs> I can't sit there and be quiet. No. I'd probably no. fall asleep. I'd be like, this is, I mean, oh, I, yeah. to wa- I have a bird feeder out my window here in my office and I got a big fat squirrel and he, I have him trained now <laughs> to the point where when he hears the blinds open, he runs because he knows I'm going to pound on that window and be like, move your fat ass out of the bird feeder <laughs> what is wrong with you but yeah. I don't I would probably fall asleep because I'd be like unless it was like a pony or a cow or something then I I'd be pretty intrigued for a couple yeah. hours at least That's yeah <laughs> yeah or if there's another person in there with yeah you, but... yeah then you can make small talk and sandwiches and stuff like play cards know. have some drinks do whatever yeah. but apparently yeah. that's not not part of the job description have you ever seen the ones though where they have to do like I mean what's your favorite animal? Uh not like, a domesticated animal. I know, you can't say dog. I know. I'm li- my dog is literally staring at me right now. So, you know, I feel guilty <laughs> saying to plug his ears. Um I mean I love kind of all the primates and big cats, I would say. Okay. You so know, could you big be big charismatic stuff? Okay. Could you be stuck out in the wilderness with those guys like 20, 24 hours? in the dark yeah, time and everything that would be fun that would be fun and 
most of the, well, you know, take like big cats, like doing something like lions would be a lot easier because you know where they are, they're chilling, they're hanging out. Uh, you can go and just get your footage of them or, you know, maybe wait around for a hunt or something exciting like that. I would have a harder trouble with something like a, a jaguar where they're loner animals, they're quiet, they're sneaking through the jungle and it takes almost two years to just see one for one time, you know? Oh, gosh. Yeah, no. yeah. So. <laughs> you got to be stuck out in the, the where do they live, the rainforest? Don't they live in the yeah. rainforest? Yep. Yeah. For two rainforest. years? Blah. Yeah, that's, that's what a lot of I, that's a lot of bug bites. I've yeah, I've been to, I've been down to Ecuador before. Have and you? that's what the guides that's what the guides said was it takes usually about two years to see a jaguar. No. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> well then you when your future comes a calling, you better just get uh somebody who can sit out there with you. <laughs> yeah, right. But remote cameras, a lot of remote cameras. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's probably the way to do it these days, right? Like a bunch of GoPros or however they do that. Yeah, yeah. Stick them up there and let it ride for a whole exactly. two years. Hope you got yeah. a lot of battery life in that camera. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we got a little off track, but that's okay. Cause I needed to know those things. That's important because you have the zoology degree. So, <laughs> I mean, with, with that, huh? did you do like in college, you know, you, you got the ESPN internship. What did the ESPN internship kind of entail? Were you just kind of at the university of Wisconsin? Were you like filming with them? Were you learning different components of like what ESPN does? So again, so they were doing an hour long documentary. They're shooting for about a month during, it was from the first day of training camp to the first game. And we were basically field PAs. So okay. it was a lot of like carrying tripods, carrying cameras, taking notes, just doing whatever we, we were assigned a, a cinematographer for the day and you'd follow yeah. them around and uh, learned a ton um and just supporting them however we could so and so being an intern yeah yeah being an intern, <laughs> i don't mean grabbing, it to be like you're lunch, an intern grabbing but, coffee, but yeah car <laughs> yeah i mean but that that's where you learn a bunch of stuff right like just being an intern just like being in that environment and seeing how things are done even if you're just getting the coffee and driving oh, around sure. or doing whatever like you're learning so much so that's why I was curious about it because I'm like you probably did intern things right but like Very you said much. you learned so much while you were there just kind of absorbing everything because I knew like nothing at that point about how these things were done and aside from you know learn asking uh, questions of the cinematographers you would see how the network down to the producers would set things up with the school and who the intermediaries are that kind of will help them set up their shoots um, you kind of learn what's good access what where what they're hoping to get uh, the frequency of interviews you know what footage is is needed to go grab and and what things they can kind of be like oh that's not that compelling just learning what uh makes a documentary good and when and what's not needed yeah and then gets your creativity rolling for like how can i do better for sure for right? sure and then and then becoming a pa more in like the office where you're logging 
interviews and footage, I mean, you've learned so much about interviewing, right? You're mm-hmm. listening to, I was probably doing like 10, 15 uh, a week. Uh, so from five or six different producers. So learning their styles and, and how they draw the good sound bites out of people and what they're looking for and how they think pre-production wise of what they need to get from each of these people. And then the cinematography part, just logging footage. I mean, you're learning framing, you're learning motion. Uh, you're, you're again, like a huge part of those early years is learning what makes something good, I feel. Mm-hmm. What makes a good sound bite? What makes a good shot? Uh, what, you know, what shots are, are how to make something different? You know, you kind of learn what the meat and potatoes are. And then every once in a while, you'll see something that's vastly different. And you're like, oh, my goodness, I, I wouldn't have ever thought of this. And then you put your creative hat on. <laughs> yep. uh-huh. You uh-huh. put your creative hat on and you do something awesome. <laughs> because you know all the you like you said you know all the meat and potatoes of what it what it takes to make a good piece so mm-hmm. then you just put your creative hat on and you roll with it right for sure and 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 once you kind of get to do your own stuff you got a bunch of people who've been doing it for years to guide you along the way so yeah. it, it just kind of comes naturally for sure so you're freelance you're you have always been a freelancer yep Yep. And so you're still freelancing. Correct. And you live in Colorado. I live in, live in Colorado. <laughs> but you're from <laughs> Wisconsin, right? I am. Yeah. Okay. She's had, she's had through and through. That's right. So, but you're not far from home in Colorado. No, it's really not. I mean, there's so many direct flights, about two hours to zip back. Can you even oh, gosh, that's super drive, quick. drive there like 12, 13 hours if we're going for a week and want to bring the dog? There you go easy peasy yeah not too yeah. bad so no, it's good life yeah continuing you're going to continue on your freelance journey I'm sure is there somebody that you are dying to work with oh man um yeah I mean a lot I even I keep a list of, of this but off the top of my head <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm a huge Giannis Antetokounmpo fan. I did okay. get to shoot with him for like half hour once for this Nike thing, but I mean, he has such an amazing story. Um, here locally, Nikola Jokic, he has a similar story, I think, to Giannis, where he, he I don't think people realize like the situations that he was growing up in in Sambor. And the thing about Jokic is that he's pretty adverse to media you know he doesn't Mm. share much of his story I don't think the public even knew that he was even married until one day it was like hi I I have a kid (laughs) child (laughs) born people people may I could be wrong about that but you know he's really he's just very private Uh um and I mean I just think he has an an absurd story in terms of you see the pictures of him when he was little and he was this chubby kid that was like chugging Coca-Cola all the time. And now he's out, you know, winning MVPs, and, uh, you know, just won the first round of the NBA playoffs this year. We'll see how they do. Um, you know, there's, so there, there, there's definitely a couple. 
Um, I'm having trouble finding my notes, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> you got a whole <laughs> list. We'll make a whole list. Oh yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> I I know for sure you'll be able to work with those guys at some point. Oh yeah, some point. Oh, no, I'd love to. It will happen. <laughs> it will happen. So I appreciate that. Of course. I mean, you're still young. You got a lot of time. You got a lot uh -huh. of time. <laughs> You got a lot of time uh -huh. left in your in your life here, man. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I I know. I do think about how different the work I was doing ten years ago is, and if I can just keep that same trajectory for the next ten years, it's going to be really good. Heck yeah, heck yeah! I don't have no doubts about that. We'll have to do another podcast and catch everybody up. As yeah. to what you've been doing, probably before the ten year mark, because I will most likely you know, <laughs> not be on this planet. But <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> ten years from now, I'll be in my late forties, and who knows what's going to be? Who knows what life will be? Um, I know you have a lot going on, so I won't keep much more of your time. But I do want to ask you one question before I let you go. Please, please do. What What would be one piece of advice that you would give to someone looking to get into cinematography? Yeah, my main piece of advice for people is to not wait until you have something to make to go make stuff. With just, I mean, even with phones and YouTube, it's like you just got to get out there and start shooting things. Like the only way to get better because you start discovering what you didn't do well. And then, you know, you go and either ask somebody or go to YouTube and figure out how to improve that part. But yeah, just go out there. Doesn't matter how good or bad your idea is. Just start filming stuff, start editing it, put it out on YouTube and the quality does not matter at all. Like you're gonna, <laughs> you're just at the beginning, you're gonna make stuff that's not as good as stuff you're gonna make later. Like I always, there's this conundrum of releasing something that I've made six or nine months ago because I feel like I'm making so much better stuff today. Uh, but I'm hoping to always feel that way. The day that I don't yeah. feel like I've improved in the last six, nine, 12 months is, you know, the day that I, I've reached my ceiling. So don't worry about the quality. Just go and start making stuff because you'll learn what you don't know and uh, can build from there. Yeah, I get, that's a great piece of advice because I guess that's one of the bonuses of the world of technology we live in, right? Like you're saying, oh, I don't want to, I don't really want to show what I did nine months ago, but, you know, maybe that's just... You, one that's you getting better each time you shoot like you're saying but also mm -hmm. kind of like the advancement of the technical world that we live in like just go like you're saying go out there and start like start doing yeah. it because if you don't then you're not going to know what's better or you know how you can get better because in a sense I feel like some of this stuff is kind of hands-on learning right and very much technology so. yeah. comes with that component like okay i can edit it this way but as you were editing you learn something that you can totally put in next time or you find you know some inspiration somewhere else that makes you better along the way and i'm totally blowing smoke because i have not no you're right on there you, but i might... feel the same way like with podcasting like my first one was not good and they're still <laughs> not good but 
but that's a great piece of advice because the more I do it, the more comfortable I feel. So I, I, I really support that. That's a great piece of advice. Yeah. Just gotta, we gotta get the kids out there. That's right. Just keep, just keep getting out there, film it, put it out there. Even if it's not great and with anything, really put, go put yourself out there. Yes. 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 I'm always try it. Yes, I'm, 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 I'm always trying to get myself to release more stuff. And it, I mean, a lot of it's time constraint, but sure. uh, yeah, you gotta, gotta get your stuff out there. Gotta, you never know who you're going to inspire. For real, for real. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> you just might, you might, you might see your stuff and decide he needs, he's looking for a, a personal photographer in New York right now. He probably, he probably is. You have no idea. He's got the crystals out and he's doing his thing. And yeah. he's like, mm, I need Dave. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. One of one of the things he was thinking about in the darkness retreat, I'm sure it was that I, he wasn't getting enough his personal life film. So 99%. He's really bad at posting on Instagram. I really get sad about it. I'm like, can he like make a few more posts so we know if he's like dating or like, what does he eat during the day? Like, I need to know more of these things. I just yeah. need to know. I will say thank Pat McAfee for having Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays because I felt like I really got to know him better yeah. as a person because of that. Uh-huh. And I still uh-huh. love Aaron Rodgers, even though he doesn't play for the Packers anymore. So I still hope that they continue that. Yeah. No, I'm sure they will. Yeah. No animosity from this end either. For sure. But, Me neither. Yeah. But yeah, that McAfee stuff has been great. He's more open on that than he's ever been in his career so yeah for real I enjoy it and the Packers are gonna they're gonna go it's gonna be great they're gonna start oh, yeah, off no. strong with Jordan Love it's gonna be we've wonderful. got our third straight Hall of Famer starting in September that's right all my friends that have called me and asked me if I'm sad hang up the phone we're done with this conversation <laughs> and hey, Do you, have Packers you been getting a playing... bunch of that uh yeah <laughs> yeah I have I have and I'm like I'm not that sad we I've accepted for a while that he wasn't going to be our quarterback next year. So right, moved on from that, was happy with the compensation we got. Mm-hmm. And um, Packers are playing in Denver this year. So now I'm just excited awesome. to do Jordan Love toss six touchdowns to maybe uh, Jackson Smith and, and Jake Buff. We can get them tonight. There you um, go. So we'll see. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I look forward to hearing how that goes and seeing more of your shots on Instagram. Where can we find you if we want to watch all of your, your films, your cinematography? I like that. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a good one. I know it sounds so much cooler than videographer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm at Parfit projects on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, that's uh, P-A-R-F-I-T-T projects. Um, and then a lot of my NFL films footage, I'm not allowed to repost that or anything, mm. but uh, go check out Inside the NFL on Paramount Plus that comes out every week during the season. And if you see the Broncos stuff, uh, it's probably me. Awesome. Well, yeah. our time has come to a conclusion. So I appreciate you so much and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll talk to yeah. you soon. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. Uh, of course. I did, did a, a, I think a good job of getting the well-rounded uh, base stuff to cinematography, but you know, love any chance I get to talk a little zoology. So 
Heck Thanks yeah. So much. <laughs> of course. Go Packers. Yeah, GPG. <laughs> That's right. I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it, friends. Just get out there and create. You never know what's going to happen. Be sure to follow along with Dave in the links below and check out Inside the NFL on Paramount+. Plus. I appreciate you all tuning in and listening. Be sure to go like us on Facebook and Instagram, Blonde Girl Behind the Scenes. And as always, you can find us on your favorite podcasting platforms, including Apple and iHeartRadio. Make sure you click that subscribe button to stay up to date on all the latest episodes. And if you feel inclined, feel free to leave us a review. With that being said, who do you want to get to know? Drop us a line and let's get to know them together. Later, Gators. So if you're still here, you've probably noticed that podcasts are few and far between this year because life. But worry not, the quarterly goal will feature the same inspiring guests as always.